From the woods to the water, from the bucks to the ducks, your weekday foray out of the office begins now on WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Stay tuned as Alan White and Doug Max talk with fishing and hunting pros, share tips and tricks, and discuss Alabama's greatest natural resource, the great outdoors. WNSP Outdoors, brought to you by Andrews Diesel and Automotive, Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, Street Seafood and Meat Market, Medicare Insurance Advisors, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now, let's head outdoors with Alan White. Good afternoon. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max. It's a beautiful day on the Gulf Coast and we've got a great show lined up for you. Welcome to the show and thank you for tuning in today. Doug, uh, we've had a great week so far as far as the weather goes. Yeah, uh, when I was gone for about four days or five days, I think. I'd gone back up to Tennessee yeah. to kind of wind out the turkey hunting. So and, uh, and the weather was, it was nice up there until right there towards the end. Then it got kind of bad, but... Uh, <laughs> But I'm glad to be back home. I'm I'm ready for summertime and fishing and all that. Put all the spring behind me. Well, them fish are biting everywhere. People are catching them left That's and what right. I'm <laughs> and uh, man, I'm anxious to talk to all of our uh, field reporters and uh, talk about the rivers and uh, the inshore fishing and everything. And also, we've got a special guest coming up today, Mr. Wally Marshall. You might know him as Mr. Crappie. So he's going to be with us again today, and uh, we're going to talk about his big tournament coming to Alabama and other things about crappie fishing. So y'all stick around today. This segment is brought to us by Plant Agri Products, and you can find their liquid fertilizer, liquid lime, and other products at plantagriproducts.com. I'll call my buddy Matt Wilkins. You might recognize his name from the NWTF. He worked for them for a while. So hey, th That's getting to be a big deal. Uh, while I was up in Tennessee, I was talking to a guy that, that's a big farmer. Yeah. And almost all of his... Fertilizer for and stuff liquid. Is, is liquid. That's what he told it's me. It's less waste. I found it less waste and less money. I mean, less yeah. cost. And, uh, you know, it's a whole lot easier yeah. to apply, especially the lime. Yeah, if you compare. A, a, a big farmer, you know. So yeah. obviously, yeah. cost would be tremendous, you know, yeah. reason for him. So. Yeah. Well, a little uh, food plot farmer like me <laughs> really benefits from the liquid stuff. All right. We've got Captain Wayne Miller with us with our Delta Report. How you doing, Wayne? Man, I'm doing great, guys. How are y'all? <laughs> We're doing good. Listen, I forgot to do something. Let me do this right quick before we talk about the, the rivers, all right? Uh, Street Seafood and Meat Market wants to give away a ribeye steak to the third caller at 694-1055. Wayne, you can't call in because you've got to talk to me. Man. On the phone. Sorry about that. <laughs> I may hang up real quick. <laughs> Street Seafood and Meat Market located on Highway 31 South in Babinette, Alabama. He did that to you on purpose, Wayne, just to trick you. I know, I know, I know. That's not fair, i tell you what. So, well, guys, uh, the, the Delta's really gotten in good shape. I mean, we... Uh, Anybody looking at the river stages right now, the Mobile, uh, you know, the Berry Steam Plant, which is typically the reading we look at the most, is down about three and a half feet, and it's steady. So, I mean, yeah. that's fantastic. Uh, the main rivers have cleaned up quite a bit. Now, going into the weekend, I do see we got a little bump on the uh, Alabama River up, you know, at Claiborne. Uh, but 
you know, it'll rise till Saturday or Sunday and then fall. But uh, the Tom Bigby's steady. So, um, you know, for the really the upper, middle, and lower delta is all doing really good right now. Uh, we've had an extremely strong tide this week, uh, but we're moving into a nip tide uh, that'll last really uh, Sunday and Monday. Uh, but we start, uh, you know, go back into a pretty good tide cycle starting Tuesday next week. And uh, we're going to a new moon on Friday for the guys that, you know, pay attention to the moon phases. But um, one thing I did want to mention, Alan, wanted to let everybody know, um, because they just opened it up this past week uh, for about three months. Uh, Steel Creek Landing over in Satsuma, which is one of the most widely used boat launches on the Delta, right. uh, on the west side, uh, has been closed. Well, they have reopened. So, um, you know, everybody can, uh, you know, they have access to that launch again. So I just want to make sure we got the word out about that. Did they do some improvements there, Wayne, or what, what was going uh, on? Yeah, they did. They, they came in and, you know, did some work. Uh, they built all new docks. Cool. Uh, I mean, they really have got it fixed up nice. Uh, so it's, you know, it's a, a really good, nice facility. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's no charge there. So, uh, you know, it's a place you can go launch. Uh, you know, it doesn't cost anything. But, um, you know, it's really a good facility. So um, It's a beautiful location, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it really is. But, you know, along with that, you know, one thing I would like to mention, uh, and, you know, you're not just seeing that at Seal Creek. We're seeing it at all the launches. And really, it's been that way since COVID. Uh, there was just a tremendous influx of people that, that went out and bought boats and got into boating. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, what we're seeing, especially on the weekends now, is a, a pretty big increase in just the sheer volume of boats that are out there. And it really makes it uh, critical that, you know, as boat operators, we really pay close attention, especially in these smaller creeks, because mm -hmm. there's just not a lot of margin for error like you have out on the main rivers. So that's something for everybody to keep in mind. Yeah, that, that is a beautiful creek, but like you say, it, it winds like a snake going out there to the river and uh and, I mean, and when you i mean it's just like the highway you got to really be paying attention to what's going on up ahead of you when you're running those creeks yeah. like that yeah and you know just to get distracted for a second or two you know can really put you in a bad situation so mm -hmm. yeah that's just something i thought we'd mention on the show today and uh but you know from the standpoint of the bass fishing it's really been good um, you know, the topwater bite with buzz baits and frogs has been good this week. And, uh, you know, we're kind of moving into those summer patterns. And, and I guess probably one of the biggest things to pass along is the fact that with the rivers cleaning up, we're seeing a lot of people transition out of the lakes into the main rivers and catching bass. Hmm. Well, that's good. Oh, uh, I got a question a guy asked me the other day, and I said, I don't know. I hadn't been out there. But uh, are the gnats still bad out there? Uh, they are, and the yellow flies have. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would love to see them move to Argentina, but they are <laughs> out in full force now. Well, Elisa off works with the yellow flies, but uh, 
with, with yeah. the dats, there's you know, there's a whole lot of <laughs> things that supposedly yeah. work, and all of them kind of work. I think you work. just have to take a buddy with you with a, a two by four to, to <laughs> hit you and them to get rid of those. Man, they are just incredible. You know, the we talk about these leafy suits that we use to turkey hunt, and they've got bug screens on them and the mask and all that. You might see me on my tractor this month <laughs> with a leafy suit on over there. My property is only a mile from the Tensaw River, and those yellow flies do get bad for about a month. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's hey, unbelievable. Alan, all your neighbors going to be saying, uh, you know, oh, Alan. They already the know I'm crazy. For the worst if yeah. they see you driving around with that suit on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Wayne, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get off of fishing for just a second and tell you a yellow fly story. <laughs> Uh, a guy I know, they had a hunting camp all the way up in Livingston, and a whole group of them from Mobile went up there for a work weekend. Drove like three hours to get up there. He said they got out, and after about 15 minutes of yellow flies, they said, why don't we just do this another time? And they all loaded right back up and went right back to Mobile. So, that sounds about right. They said, we can't do this. That's what they said. Yeah. When they're bad like that, I don't know, not everybody's seen them that bad. But there's hundreds of them flying around you, trying to bite you. Oh, yeah. Uh, they own yeah. the world. I mean, you, all you got to do oh, is yeah. find the near, nearest vehicle, go in it, and close the door. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. well, I know they're as fast as the fastest four-wheeler I've ever been on. But whether <laughs> yeah. they're as fast as a boat, I don't know. But you, you yeah. think you outran them, and by the time you stop, they're right there with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Well, the bass fishing's good then. That's good to hear. Oh, yeah. I know you've yeah, seen a lot of pan good. fishermen out there. Uh, you talk to any pan fishermen? Uh, they still catching bream on the bed this week? Yeah, yeah, they're still catching bream. I mean, there's, and there's there's getting to be quite a few more out there now, so it's, it's really picking up quite mm -hmm. a bit. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody stays safe, and like you said, uh, you know, it's – these uh, weekends are really busy at the boat ramps. Uh, be courteous. Be careful. Wear your life preserver. Uh, and uh, just, you know, obey the rules of the road as far as boating safety. And let's keep everybody safe this year. We've had too many accidents, you know, in the past yeah. five years that really have been bad. So. Yeah. Um, well, all right, guys. Okay. Uh, well, it's good hearing from you, Wayne, and, uh, yes, and good luck in the upcoming weeks here. So, all right, thank talk you, sir. Talk to y'all next week. All right, hey, Alan, I was going to mention you talking about the safety end of that, but it, you know, the and you mentioned the courtesy end of that, and probably nothing more important than get everything in your boat mm -hmm. that you're gonna take with you yeah before you get out onto the boat ramp. Yeah, don't and, do all I that. Mean, stuff. People, I don't think they necessarily. <laughs> doing that to be rude or no. anything like that they're just not thinking you know yeah. but there's places to prepare to launch exactly. and then there's a place to launch exactly the now uh, uh cliff's landing is set up perfectly for that yeah. but not everywhere else is but yeah, but yeah you got to get everything ready before you get there onto the boat ramp yeah, absolutely we're going to take a break be back with captain bobby abrascato and joe dunn from miller's ferry right after these messages
This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, I want to mention that the annual Kaiser Myrie Memorial Fishing Tournament is not too far away, June 17th, 2023. All proceeds from this uh, tournament go to Wilmer Hall at uh, Wilmer Hall Children's Home. So uh, keep that in mind. We'll have more details coming up on the show in the weeks to come. Bobby Abrascato is with us, but before we uh, get Bobby on, I want to give away a $20 gift certificate to Ace Hardware. It's located on the Eastern Shore. Eastern Shore Ace Hardware in Spanish Fort on uh, on top of the Spanish Fort Hill. So we'll give that away to the third caller at 694-1055-694-1055. All right, Bobby, how you doing, buddy? Tournament season, man. I heard you talking about the Kaiser Maria, man. It's getting getting to be that time of year, isn't it? I know. You got something coming up uh, before then? I don't. Not that I know of, but okay. you never know. But I sure love participating in those, especially ones like that that are raising money for a good charity, you know, like that. And those people work so hard on those things year-round, you know, uh, getting sponsors and getting prizes and organizing the tournament. And believe me, it ain't a high-paying job. So <laughs> they're doing it on their own time. So, you know, uh-huh. yeah, I've said it. You and I have talked about it numerous times. You know, if you're going to be out on a Saturday, man, chip in the little entry fee. You never know. You're liable to catch a really nice fish and win you a nice prize. And even if you don't, you've done a wonderful, you know, good thing uh, supporting their charity, you know. So, uh Anyway, uh, just kind of, we got several of them coming up, so uh, keep that in mind when when we uh, we get these tournament weekends. Yeah, and since you said that, I want to mention hey, anybody out there that has a tournament coming up, please contact the radio station or me personally on Facebook. Let me know the details. Send me a poster, and I'll be glad to help you publicize it. And you've always done that, too. You've done a great job of promoting the local events like that. So, uh, yeah, you guys, if you're listening out and you got a tournament, give Alan a shout. I guarantee you're going to have to help him with that one. Um, uh, give him a you know shout because he'll definitely fix you up. Yes, sir. Oh, so how's the fishing this week so far? It's really been good. We still are catching a lot of numbers of fish. We're catching a lot of um, uh, some quality fish. We had a really good wade trip this morning. Caught some really nice sized fish on um, on uh, slick lures and top waters this morning. I was really pleasantly surprised because the area we caught them hasn't had any fish, and so that's you know what's going to continue to happen. Uh, that's what's going to continue to happen as as we get more and more into the into the you know, late spring and early summer, and um, so. Uh, you know, we got a real big trout on right now. Uh, um, anyway, sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, so uh, we've uh, – and then, you know, in the other days we've been able to fish some structure and that sort of thing, and and uh, <laughs> they just got a beautiful trout. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. So it's been phenomenal both from a number standpoint and quality fish like we just caught right here. So uh, And I don't see it getting any – I think it's going to continue this way. You know, we're going to – whether we get through this nip tides or these bigger tide cycles that we're into right now, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, just uh, it's a great, great time of the year, as you well know, to be out here, you know, banging it around, catching fish. Yeah, Bobby, I would think you got another at least three or four weeks uh, before you even have to kind of even feel like they're trying to get into a summer pattern where you can. That, that's exactly right. We waited this morning without waders. I'm telling you, it's still kind of cool in the morning yeah. getting in. So I think you're exactly right. You know, we get these windier days like we're having today and, you know, some cloud cover. And it's going to keep that uh, keep that water temperature down to where they'll they'll stay into this springish pattern. 
pattern that we're into right now. How is the uh, local live shrimp supply, Bobby? Great. They're, they're doing really good with the, shri- with the shrimp supply, uh, bait supply. All the shops are having it. They're catching, from what I'm gathering, they're catching plenty of really nice shrimp. And, uh, you know, the live, t- the live tanks are full. We haven't used any, but I, I tell you, if you can get your hands on some, it's certainly going to help. Oh, that's good. That's good. Man, I hope you have a great weekend, and thanks again for the report, okay? Well, thank you all for calling me, because right when you call, we caught our best trout of the day. There you go. <laughs> we're, we're, we're lucky like, like that. We're good luck talking. Yeah, I'm going to start calling yeah. y'all all the time when it gets up. Let me call Doug. Let me call uh, Doug and Alan real quick. We'll get some good fish on. Uh, I wish that worked. That's that right. Way. Thank you, Bobby. All right. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. All right. Uh, Joe Dunn is with us from Miller's Ferry. How you doing, Joe? Doing great, Alan. Well, good deal. Miller's Ferry, the crappie capital of Alabama, maybe even the South. I don't know. <laughs> How's the crappie doing? Uh, they're doing real good now. Though. And finally, we're starting to shift more into that summertime pattern now. We're seeing uh, uh, the, the they cutting the water on and off, stopping mm-hmm. it some. Uh, the water done got real, real clear. Uh, but uh, most of them has done spawned out and uh, moving to that structure just off the bank there and that, you know, 8 to 10-foot of water right on your uh, creek ledges, you know, in some type of secondary structure right now. That's where they're all moving toward and uh, starting to bunch up. And and with this heat coming on, it'll be you can catch them in that pattern or catch them out in the river when they go to pulling the water or even uh, start shooting docks this time of year. You know, they'll be up on there getting in that shade. And a lot of times people think they're getting in that structure to hide. And, uh, uh, but the main thing is to get in there and get, and get some type of shade, you know, where they can ambush the bait fish the best. They get, need a, a stick or something to hide that, hide behind where they can see better and ambush something. But they, they it's moving all in those patterns right now. Huh. Uh, you you mentioned and uh, you know about some of them moving out or when they was pulling water and I was going to ask you are, I know that really turns bass fishing on you know somewhere like Miller's Ferry but are the crappie as dependent on them pulling water as the bass are? Everything we got will <laughs> react to it. You whether it be bass, catfish, crappie, bream, anything out on the edge of that river channel that that that, that stay out there most of the time. They react to it a lot. They really do. They hunker down, get behind cover. Mm-hmm. Makes it easier for them to catch fish, you know, because they're trying to ambush bait fish. And uh, when they pull, when, when they cut it off, they'll kind of scatter. I ain't saying you can't catch them, but it just makes it a little bit harder to find them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the 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 pulling the water is sort of like when the tide moves down there, it triggers them into the bite. Pulling water uh, just loosens up all the bait, you know, off the out of the grass, and the little tiny minnows come out, and so it's feeding time when the water's be, being pulled, and the fish know that. That's right. We, we've got that now too. We've had uh, uh, some big, big willow fly hatches already, so mm. they're out. Uh, the you know we done had our first full moon, you know, last week in May. So the brim are in full swing bedding right now, too. And, you could, I mean, I was over there cutting grass, and you could hear them popping, you know, <laughs> all up and down the bank there. And uh, little flies all on my truck right there. I said, well, 
The brim's definitely on the bed right now. <laughs> uh, we we were talking about you know bass and and, and all that, but uh, what about the catfish? Are they they turned on right now still? Oh yeah, it's it's moving to like I said, uh, more to the 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 river bite's gonna be your better bite now. And uh, actually, my son fish this past weekend. Uh, well, he he likes to just tighten line right in front of my house. We got some rod holes set up. And he had one break off, and he caught two or three real nice yellow cat because mm-hmm. he was fishing with, you know, live bait. And uh, he never did put any cut bait. I was told him he ought to put some on to see if he could catch a big blue, but he was having fun with him big yellow, so he, he kept doing that. <laughs> what kind of live bait uh, do you, is he using there? Hey, you speak of that, I've always heard that, that brim, yeah, you know, like a small brim yeah, is just yeah. the best bait for a I've, big yellow cat. So I've heard that too. Yeah, we've only got one minute left. We'll just, uh, I, I don't know what happened to Joe. We got disconnected, but, uh, or maybe he just didn't want to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that bait was secret, you know? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we now got... He's always full of good information. It, he is. Something happened there. He is, and... Uh, yeah, we always look forward to a Miller's Ferry report because uh, it's a special place up there. So, anyway, uh, we've got Mr. Crappie on our next segment. And so, y'all stick around. We're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max, and we've got a special guest today. Mr. Wally Marshall is with us, known as uh, Mr. Crappie. He's got a great line of uh, fishing products as well as a TV show and uh, all kinds of things going on. How you doing, buddy? My credit card. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wally, can you hear me? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> there you go. Hey, we're just uh, enjoying a South Alabama day. What about well, you? Well, I'll tell you what, it's been raining over here in Texas for a couple of days, but I've still been managed to sack them up. <laughs> well, good, good, good. I, I know you fish a lot. You fish just about every day. So what are they hitting on today in Texas? Man, I'll tell you what. I've got a couple of little secrets up my sleeve. Oh, okay. That you I've probably been got holding a back. I've been holding back. But I've been catching them on them new sausage spins. Hmm. 
the sausage spins by Strike King, Mr. Crappie Sausage Spins, with a crappie thunder on there. Yeah. And that sausage spin has a willow leaf blade. It's eight pounds, got living eyes. Man, number two hook. They're sweet. And uh, I load it up with a crappie thunder. And then every now and then I'll put uh, that old shad pole on there, make a little smaller <laughs> image, you know. Yeah. And we've been whacking them on that. <laughs> what body of water are you on in, out there? I was on Lake Texoma. <clears throat> and then the other day I slipped down to Sam Rayburn down in East Texas. Uh-huh. I took the fishing trip of a lifetime, guys, from Illinois. And we had 75 crappie in a short period of time. And uh, I was using my old hair jigs, old slab daddies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Wiley, you mentioned hair jigs. And this is something we talked about here a few months ago. Uh, Alan and I did that, uh, you know, people that fished 30, 40 years ago, that was a real common thing. And then everybody kind of went to plastic. But it seems like it's kind of been a resurgence of people using hair jigs. Is that what you see well it's it's it, what the deal is live scope has made that happen because a lot of these fish get finicky you know and don't hit the plastics as well as they would like my sausage spin marabou's you know or my slab daddies you know and uh so sizing down when the fish are finicky uh you're gonna catch more fish you know, it'll trigger them to bite sometimes. Sometimes they won't even look at it. You know, they'll swim off, whatever. Yeah. But most of the time, just like the other day, we got on one little top, and them suckers wouldn't hit for nothing. And I slipped back there and got that old gray, that old gray ghost, that uh, that ghost mena, slab daddy, which was gray with uh, blue and gray in the tail. Mm-hmm. And they started whacking it, brother. <laughs> and they would come two or three feet and hit it. Wow. Pretty clear water, you know. Pretty clear water. The live scope is so much fun to watch. You know, it takes a whole new dimension to fishing to, for people to, who are lucky enough to have those. I've fished with a friend of mine that has one, and <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a, it, it's a lot of fun to watch the fish swim to your bait and hit it. Oh yeah, it's it's a uh, it's the game changer. You know, I run the Mega Live by Hummingbird, and uh, I'll tell you what, man, it's amazing when you can be going along there and you see a school of fish over here, sixty feet away. Yeah, and then you start zooming in when you get closer and pitch to them. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I use a nine foot uh, Pro Target rear seat rod with a spinning reel on it, uh-huh. and I can pitch 35 feet and catch a fish, no problem. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, it's, you don't really have to get up on them because, you know, you got boat slap, you got waves, you got right. all kinds of stuff. If you make a bump, if you bump something or make a noise, or even the trolling motor. Mm-hmm can make a difference on whether that big fish is going to sit there and let you catch it. That's right. Yeah, that's probably where that, that spinner really comes in handy, where you can just sit back and, and then the lure does the action as you reel it in, you know. That's right. So when I put a slab of on there, I've got two ways. I've got two ways 
to push water. That's the blade on the on the sausage pen, which is a uh, gold hammer leaf blade, and then you've got the paddle tail on the slab of licious that is it moves some water. You know, it's a lot of action. Yeah. And I pitched over this year uh, on that slab of licious. I pitched into stake beds on top of stake beds, inside stake beds that are showing that's above the water mm -hmm. and caught these fish with that blade moving. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they still, but a lot of times I don't really want that bait to actually spin when I'm doing a vertical jig, like on a standing timber or anything like that, or brush tops. Really? I just want it to click. I just want it to make a clicking sound. Oh, okay. So I'll pop it and then it'll make that clicking sound and then murky water, them fish will find it. Hmm. How about that? Let's talk. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about something I'm excited about is your crappie expo coming to Alabama and your big tournament. Oh man, you talking about? Hey, well, you talk about crappie central now, uh -huh. uh, Birmingham. Yeah, I got down there and got to looking around, and there's more crappie lakes and water it, from can to can, you know. <laughs> and uh, we uh, we're going out of the. Uh, uh, Lincoln's Landing over at Logan Martin, which is a fabulous place, unbelievable. Uh, they're putting some brand new cabins in right beside the landing right now over at Angler's Point. Yeah, uh, they're going to have a lot of places to stay down there. Uh, we're actually going to do a on the water boat show at the landing during the Crappie Expo. Cool. And so at Lincoln's Landing, we're going to have a deal going on there at the weigh-in because. During Crappie Expo, which starts September the 22nd through the 24th, we're going to have a $300,000 crappie tournament on Logan Martin. Wow. And on Saturday, we, we weigh in at Logan's Landing on Friday and Saturday at 3 p.m. Mm. And on Saturday, we're going to have the crappie extravaganza and on-the-water boat show where you can go and ride in a brand-new Vexus, drive one, whatever. We're going to have several boat companies there uh, for that, and also we're going to have uh, several uh, manufacturers there at the uh, boat ramp from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's when the weigh-in starts, and uh, that's going to be going on. But if you're at Lincoln's Landing, at 11 o'clock, you're going to miss the fish fry at the Crappie Expo. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you got to make the choice of which way you want to be. That's right. Because we do have the world's largest crappie fry going on on Saturday at the Crappie Expo at the BJCC in Birmingham, downtown. And uh, it's going to be a great event. We got concerts every day. We got all the manufacturers in the crappie industry pretty much going to be there to show their wares, sell their wares. we got a lot of dealers coming uh, that's going to be there also selling product and the boat manufacturers. So, you know. That's all happening it's gonna be September 22nd through the 24th, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the final weigh-in for the $300,000 Mr. Crappie Invitational will be Sunday at 4 p.m. on the main stage right there. Mm -hmm. cool, oh, at the, at the expo. 
at the expo. Yeah, That'll yeah. be on Sunday. It'll be the last thing that we do. Yeah, that's cool. They had that same situation happening one one year. I was up there for a Bassmasters tournament that right. all those boats came right. through the expo there. Yeah, yeah I've seen pretty, that. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got six major boat companies there. We've got Parapole. We got Hummingbird. We got all the electronic companies. So if you're a crappie angler or want to see what crappie fishing is all about, we're going to have seminars daily also. Cool. Uh, given by some of the pros in the crappie world. And uh, we'll also have some manufacturers doing some seminars on their products also. Do you still have uh, booths, which, uh, booths uh, availability uh, for, for? Yes. If, if somebody out there wants to have a booth at the Crappie Expo, uh, maybe they have a lure company or they have something a crappie angler would use. Mm -hmm. uh, they can go on to crappieexpo.com okay. and actually register online, pick their size of booth. It's got the hotel accommodations on there and everything, so they can check all of that out. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Mr. Wiley, thank you so much. Hey, send them all to Crappie Expo and check it out. And I look forward to seeing everybody this fall also at Logan Martin at Lincoln's Landing. Well, we're just tickled to death you're bringing it to Alabama. Thank you, sir. Hey, roll tide. See ya. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with uh, a report from the kayak guy. Stick around. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White, along with Doug Max. We're going to give away a five-pound pork sausage variety pack. And believe me, Hall Sausage has some of the best sausage you'll ever eat. Pick up a pack when you go to the grocery store and try it out. We'll give this to the third caller at 694-1055, 694-1055. Mark Ship is with us. He's the crappie guy. I mean, not oh, the crappie guy, kayak. the kayak guy. I got crappie on my brain, man. Yeah. I can't. I just talked to Mr. Crappie. I, you know, I can't well, you get can over. catch him out of kayaks, too. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Mark can. specializes more, I think, in some saltwater fish. Yeah, Mark is the kayak guy, and uh, glad to have him back with us. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing terrific, and I got to tell you, I was catching crappie out of a kayak last week. You were? Wow. Yes, I was. How about that? But it's, like you said, it's not often. Mostly <laughs> I am saltwater, but every now and then we do dip into the fresh water, and last week we were doing some crappie and some bass. Yeah, you are that kayak. Don't discriminate, right? <laughs> uh, that's absolutely right. If it's a fish and it swims, we'll go after there it. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, what you, how about the uh, inshore fishing with the kayak lately? You've been having some good luck with that? Well, right now, because of the influx of water we've had, uh, we're catching a lot of flounder, a lot of trout. However, 
the size has been small. And I'm talking about not only Alabama, I'm talking Mississippi, even in to the uh, westernmost parts of Louisiana. Uh, it's going to take another three, four, even five days for us to get the salinity back to where we need it to bring the larger predator fish back into the creeks and channels for us. Uh, right now, if you want the larger game fish, you're going to have to be out into the bays. Uh, but the creeks, channels, marshes, we're doing pretty much small stuff. And that's that's the kayak uh, fisherman's area. And uh, as I said, we're catching a lot of fish. We're having a lot of fun. We're just not getting the size we need right now. And that's strictly due to salinity. Okay, okay. Hey, Mark, let me ask you a question about that. And um, might, sure. might be a place that y'all fish some, and it's known for some big fish. Do y'all fish Little Lagoon? Absolutely. And Little Lagoon is one of those areas that beats the, air, the salinity that I'm talking about. Little Lagoon is an area typically that trout are born in, they stay in, they do not migrate. Uh, freshwater influx is minimal, salinity is fairly constant. The only influx of water you have in Little Lagoon is from some very few minor creeks and the pass. Mm -hmm. uh, Little Lagoon right now is holding, as always, will hold larger trout and, uh, and steady trout. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have to search for them, as you always do this time of year. If you want to fish Little Lagoon, look for the edges and drop-offs. And if you have a depth finder, Troll little group, little lagoon. Look for those edges and drop-offs. Uh, the dredging around the pass is pretty well completed, so that's a great thing. But if you can find edges, drop-offs, troll in that area, and you should have some pretty good luck. But that's a great point, Doug. Another question for you, Mark. Has it, any of your kayak fishermen? buddies have a, a live scope on their kayak there are a few but that's pretty well limited to the bass fishing world yeah all of my kayak uh competitive bass fishermen have the live scope okay uh, seems like the, a, uh, seems like the, that thing would help you locate some trout too uh trout it does not help nearly so much in salt water where I have seen it be a benefit in saltwater kayak fishing is sheep's head fishing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. And I've seen that utilized. But as far as the live scope is in regards to trout fishing or reds or uh, flounder, uh, I do not see it being used. Well, good. I'm glad you told me that. I just didn't know. Um the flounder that you're catching are small, but you think that's that's because of the fresh water coming in or not? Uh, true. And that's typically just, just due to rain uh, that we've had, uh, and, and that's just in recent. 
recent weeks. Okay. Uh, you know, as as the rain dies out, as the summer pattern gets into being, the uh, freshwater influx decreases, and we get back into our standard patterns where we can find trout uh, of good uh, of, of what we're looking for back into the creeks and marshes because, as I said, the salinity rises, and that's what draws the trout. Mm-hmm. There are certain people, you're talking about that little lagoon, it just brings back some memories for me. I used to go flounder gigging down there a certain time of year, and uh, I've got a friend who lives in Bon Secure, fishes that body of water a lot. He's caught one, at least one, speckled trout over nine pounds and several over eight pounds. Yes. It's a a big fish place. It is. Without a doubt. Uh, a good friend of mine has pulled a uh, 32-inch trout out of there and a 31-inch trout out of there. Gosh. Uh, same thing uh, with uh, uh, there, there are certain bodies that do hold bigger trout. Uh, Little Lagoon is definitely one of them. And as I said, trout are born there. They stay there their entire lives. Typically, they do not migrate out of that path. That's right. And but, Theodore and, uh, Canal is another one of those places for, for big yeah, trout. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, now, here's the other thing. When they get that big, they're not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a white-tailed deer and an old turkey. Yes. They're not stupid. Uh, they all have that in common. So it takes <laughs> some doing to catch one. That's right. But they are definitely catchable and several are caught every year. They get old and big for a reason. Absolutely. Hey, Mark, I've, I've always heard when it comes to these speckled trout, uh, you, and it, you're, you know, if, if your goal is to catch a real big one, you really have to fish that way. You're not fishing for numbers. You're fishing for size, and it takes two completely different approaches to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Be prepared to fish all day long for maybe one or two hits. That's right. That's what and I've heard for you're years. You're going to be using a different lure selection as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? Well, uh, have you got any special kinds of uh, preferences when it comes to lure selection for speckled trout, or do you just try different things on different days? If you're looking for big trout, and let's just go with Little Lagoon, you're looking for big trout, you better be throwing some Paul Brown Corkies Hmm. without a doubt. Uh, and, and we'll leave it with that. Paul Brown Corkies uh, would be your best bet, in my opinion, to hook up with a large trout in Little Lagoon. How about a big old live croaker? <laughs> we, uh, no doubt about that. I'm strictly talking artificials. Okay. If you want to talk uh, live bait, yeah. a big old croaker is your way to go. Yeah, that, that's a big Big trout. Yeah, I'll tell y'all both a, a little story about that. And I was catching some very small trout on a uh, just a jig, you know, with a grub on it. Mm-hmm. And I caught a croaker that was about six inches long. Well, I just took the hook and ran it through his nostril and threw him back out there and put it in a rod holder. And in about a minute, I had a five-pound trout. How about that? <laughs> it happens. 
So, so yeah, obviously they work. And, and, and sometimes when you're not even targeting big trout, you know, you can stumble into one that way. But I, I knew they were good bait, and I just so I just took the little plastic thing off and hooked it onto that croaker and caught one of my bigger ones I've caught in a long time. So. You know, sometimes it works. It's just like some mornings you're sitting in that deer blind and in walks the rack of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Marcus, are there any other uh, tactics that you are, when you go out and, and flounder fish, you want to catch a mess of flounder, is there any special bait or tactics that you're using? What, without going, if you want to go live bait, Go with your mud minnows okay. uh, and run them on a, uh, what I typically do is just run them <coughs> on something similar to a, uh, <coughs> a Texas rig uh, across the bottom. That's always worked real well. Okay. If you're going to use artificials, what seems to be working best is a twin tail jig bounced across the bottom. There are a variety of brands. Uh, fish baits runs a real good one, or uh, fish bites runs a real good one. Uh, Z Man is running a real good one. Okay. There are several, but the twin tailed uh, grubs seem to be providing most benefit. Run across the bottom, bounced, and be prepared when you're flounder fishing especially with those artificials if you think you're stuck on a stump hey, Bart, the hook. We, we're out of time buddy good information Take thank care. you so much we'll see everybody next week